Shorty looked over at Preacher, who was still reading. Hey, Preacher, he said. Better say a good prayer. I'm running out of fingers. Don't worry, Shorty, Preacher said as he smiled up at him. The Lord is with us. They looked over the dead horses as the Comanche began yelling and gathering for another charge. This should do it for the ammunition, Shorty thought. The Indians were coming when Butler looked around and shouted, Look, boys! Shorty turned and saw a tall, dark man, dressed in dark clothes and a long, dark gray coat and hat, charging down the hill toward them on a big black horse. The stranger gave a shrill yell as he jumped over Preacher's head and charged the Indians. His reins were in his teeth, his long black hair and coattail blowing in the wind as he pulled his pistols and began firing as he closed with the charging Comanche. He fired both pistols at once, and it seemed like an Indian fell with each shot. The Comanche were the best horsemen of all the Plains Indians, and they began leaning over the opposite side of their ponies from the stranger to avoid his fire. They pulled aside to escape the deadly fire, and the stranger rode right through them, firing as he went. The rangers were firing now, and the Indians veered away from the crossfire, as the stranger was coming back now. He had changed his pistols for two more, and was charging the Indians again, his deadly fire bringing down three more of them as they rode toward the top of the ridge. The stranger stopped, looking disappointed as the Indians rode away from him. He just sat there on his horse, reloading his pistols. One of the Comanches stopped at the top of the rise and wheeled his horse. He had dark skin, but the thin nose and face of a white man. He was naked except for a breech cloth and had a single eagle feather tied in his hair. He gave a yell and held a clenched fist up in a salute to the stranger. Then they were gone. Preacher was on his knees in prayer. We thank thee, dear Lord, for thy deliverance. That ain't the Lord, Shorty said, looking at the stranger, who was still sitting there reloading his pistols. He looks more like the Grim Reaper to me. The Reaper, Butler whispered. He had finished reloading and was bending over Sammy and Benny. Sammy's eyes were staring sightlessly upward. Benny was unconscious on his back beside Sammy. Butler dug into his medical bag and applied iodine to the wound. Benny groaned and his eyes fluttered open. Sammy, he said. How's Sammy? He's had it, kid, Butler said. That arrow must have hit an artery. Benny was crying softly, the tears running down his pockmarked face. Butler quickly bandaged his wound, then moved over to check on Warren. Earl watched as he cleaned the entry and exit wounds in Warren's thigh and applied iodine and bandages. Butler looked over at Earl and saw he was bleeding from a shoulder wound. Why didn't you say something? he asked pulling open Earl's shirt to expose a bullet hole in the left shoulder. Best to take care of them others first, Earl said. They're hit worse than me. They looked up to see the stranger on the black horse watching them. Shorty moved over to stand by the stranger's horse and extended his hand. I'm Shorty Doddridge, Sergeant Texas Rangers, he said. We're mighty glad you came along, mister. The stranger reached down and shook his hand. I'm Thorn, he said. 
He looked around at the rangers. You'll need two more horses, he said. Guess those dead Indians won't mind if we borrow two of theirs. He took a rope from his saddle horn, shook out a loop, and moved off toward several Indian ponies, which were standing beside their dead riders.